So Genesis chapter 26, verse 1, there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar, verse 12. Then Isaac sold in that year and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper. And continued prospering till he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herd and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. The Philistines envied him. One more verse of scripture. Um, second, uh, third John, chapter one. Third John, third John, chapter one. Verse 2, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. Spirit of the living God, do what you've always done. You never failed us. We can testify that you've always come through on the truth that you place within us that we were willing to give birth to. Now, in this place called Refresh Family Church, who has become a nation who reaches out beyond the boundaries of race and culture and creed and denomination. We have gathered ourselves under the sound of your utterance that only comes when people have consecrated themselves to hear from you and not allowed a bad meal to speak through their vocal cords. Now, Spirit of God, move amongst your people. Take them where you want to take them cancel out every plan of Satan and man that wants to stop them from demonstrating all that you want demonstrated in the earth now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Well, God is good and he's good all the time. I want to share a few things with you and, uh, you know, so you'll know more about y'all can take your seats who we are because most people don't know who we are. You ain't got to ask God who we are. You need to come talk to us. We'll tell, you, we'll tell you who we are. Um, we started this many, many years ago because we'll, we'll be talking about faith uh, during the off-season, faith during the off-season. So you have to have faith during the off-season as well as the, the positive season. So we were talking about negative and positive. So we're going to still walk you along those lines. And faith is very important because you can't do this effectively without faith. And so many people have gotten so smart, they don't use faith anymore. That's why you see so many shipwrecked because they don't use faith anymore. They have been convinced by some ignorant person that they can make it without faith. So they don't do the things that are critical to have faith. Uh, I am uh, communicating with the uh, radio personality that uh, I am now working with. We have a contract and uh, I mentioned intentional faith. And he said, I almost changed the name of my broadcast to intentional faith. Because see, when you're going to have faith, you got to be intentional. You got to be intentional. Some people think I'm going to pray and get faith. Some people think I'm going to read my Bible and get faith. Well, there's a structure to having faith and believing God. So this stuff looks real easy, but you can't do it without faith. Because you have to believe that God is going to do what he promised based on your obedience. Now, obedience is what canceled out God's promises over your life. God will not bless beyond your last act of disobedience. 
I heard that years ago. So I stopped acting. I stopped believing for a blessing until I started obeying. And I don't always understand stuff. So I came up with this slogan. My, my uh, understanding can wait, but my obedience cannot. Because a lot of time I am not going to be fruitful in my understanding, but I'm always fruitful in my obedience. So the word of God, in order for it to be faith, it needs uh, activity. It needs you to respond. If you don't respond, then it's not faith that you have. But if you start responding, then it is faith. Now, faith is not quitting your job and not having an income. And God hasn't told you nor given you a word concerning it. That's not faith. And the problem is in most churches around most of the people who call themselves people of faith, they do stupid stuff. Excuse my language. It's a better language than what I used on Wednesday night. <laughs> Lady Davis wasn't here. She said, I knew you were going to do something. I did. I just called a name out of the King James Bible instead of the new King James Bible. Yeah, that's all that happened. But those of you who are not Bible readers, you flip over your King James Bible. He's going to call a donkey what I called it on uh, Wednesday night. So it's time to start reading your Bible because you're probably attacking God and think you're in the right place. Okay. So, so we, we have to start, we have to start rehearsing faith again. So many of those who are uh, in the circle that I run in are now teaching on faith. Uh, they're teaching on faith because they sense it from God, because the church has been traumatized. The world has been traumatized by this COVID-19. So it's not that people are, are, are okay. They're not okay. You have to reinforce faith into their lives. When they lose family members, they, you have to reinforce faith in their lives. So I don't know when I'm going to stop. God hadn't told me to stop. He told me to start. So that's the last word I had. So I'm not going to change it until I get another word. That's your problem. You got peer pressure and they making you change stuff. Somebody's saying, well, when are you going to stop? Well, you stop and you see what happens to you. I'm just going to keep on going and I'll just see what happens for the people that I keep moving in. This is God's word. This is your assignment. This is how you ought to pray. If you ain't praying about faith, you ain't praying for our church. <laughs> this is what God's saying. This is what God wants for our church. This is what God wants for the people. The people are the church. The people need faith. The people need to believe again. The people stop believing. I don't get angry with people who don't follow me anymore. They just stop believing. If you stop believing in, in a man, you'll stop following him. You'll stop believing in God. You'll stop following him. When you stop believing in anything, you'll stop making investments in it. Understand that. So I'm going to walk you through a few things. So. Um, I'm going to take my time. Lady Davis is watching from my office. That's the thing about it. I can see everything going on out here while I'm not out here. So she's watching from my office. Uh, when we would go to what was called Spirit and Truth, it was something that my father would host every year, my spiritual father. So when we would go, uh, we would always take a blank check because we had faith. We didn't know what to write it for until we got in the setting. So we would always, every spirit and truth, we took a blank check. Every, every spirit and truth, 
we took a blank check because we were going somewhere and we knew where he was was greater than where we were and we wanted to sow into where he was going or where he was because we knew at some point we would be there. So we had enough faith in the principles of God to take a blank check and when the service got in a certain way, we would hear from God. I leaned over to Lady Davis and then she leaned back over to me and said, okay, I heard it too. So we write the check and then we would go put the check in the offering because we had faith to believe that God was going to put us in a place we were not yet. So we've done it every year. We've done it every year. So nobody can take credit for the good things that are going on around here. We sold for where we are. Sold for where we're going. We're working on something else. You need to learn something. Stop trying to give everything. Jesus said, the poor you have with you always. You got to find out who your man or woman is. And you got to sow into your destiny upward. 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 It's called faith. So we've done that. We've done that every single year and we've done the same thing. I told my bookkeeper, I need a check. She didn't tell me no, because she don't run this church. So she gave me a check. Had my name at the bottom of it. And we would go and we would, we would listen to God in that service to figure out exactly what God had to say. And we always saw the results because we had the faith to believe it. We're not asking you to write a check. We're asking you to be intentional about your faith. See, we were intentional. We would, we would get a check in Birmingham and then drive down I-20 and wait for the right service. That's intentional. We weren't sitting on the platform. I think we were about sitting halfway back. They didn't even know who we were. They do now. <laughs> they know who we are all around the world now. Let me tell you what that seed done that, that, that we would go... Uh, yesterday, a friend of my father's from South Africa called me and ministered to my wife yesterday. That's, that's what that seed done. That, that seed, because everybody can't speak over your wife. Everybody ain't speaking over my wife. You better not. Lady David, David was crying. She told me, I'm going to cry when the worship starts. I said, okay, baby, you cry when the worship starts. That's all right. You're my wife. This is our house. <laughs> do whatever you want to do. I don't need you casting nothing out. That's your problem. You need some cast out while you're trying to cast stuff out. Okay. Anyway. All right. So this is the way we've been rolling for, for years. We've been, we've been rolling like this for years. We didn't just start rolling like this. We've been rolling like this for years. We've been engaging our personal lives and our ministry so that God will look down on us and smile on us. So we've been engaging. Let me take my time. Let me take my time. I just want to talk you through. So you'll know who you're dealing with. Because a lot of times you don't know who you're dealing with because we, we hang around people who are not heirs. Now, now, yeah, let me just walk you through it. You know, those of you who don't believe in father, son, parental stuff. Now, why would, why would they list the genealogy if you could be a rebel? You notice that? You can trace all those generations all the way from Adam all the way to Jesus. And we can't even trace you. What church you go to? Who's your pastor? I, that was all free. That was, that was free, Sasha. That was, that was free. That was free. So uh, on, on Sunday uh, afternoon, last Sunday, went down to Pastor CJ's church to, to, to preach there. 
for uh, his uh, dedication service. I really enjoyed myself. I had never gotten so messed up like that in a church. Uh, I got up. As soon as I got up, God scratched my message that I worked on. And uh, so I said, I'm going to float with you. But the Lord started telling me, uh, I'm going to take some stuff from others and I'm going to give it to Pastor CJ and his wife. And, uh, you know, you, you really don't want to say much about that. And that's, that's the problem with most preachers. They don't preach truth. They preach what people uh, feel good about. So I said, okay, all right. So I'm, I'm sitting there struggling. I said, let's go back into worship. The worship wasn't for me. The worship was for the hearts of the listeners. So in Matthew, and this is not my message. I just want to help you here. I just like to inform you. Uh, in Matthew 13, verse 12, it reads this way. For whoever has to him, more will be given. And he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Now, now that's a scary portion of scripture right there. So what it's saying to that one who's doing something with what he's been given, I'm going to give more to it. To the one who's doing nothing with what I gave him, I'm going to take what he has that seemed like nothing to him, wasn't significant to him, and I'm going to give it to somebody that knows how to appreciate what I've been giving. So that, that was the message to Pastor CJ and his wife. God's about to, he's not just to create anything new. He's about to take what already existed and somebody that didn't appreciate it. And he's about to give it to somebody that knows how to multiply it. So if you were able, if you went with me the last time I ministered there, he's just using his faith because it's in the DNA. So what he's done, he's taken his belief system and he's used his faith and he's multiplied and increased and almost looked like hill songs. And now I walked in there. I said, that don't look like refresh. That looks like hill song, but he's not a refresh church, but he is a son. What he caught was not what we have on the walls. What he caught was what was inside me. And he's, he's maximizing it because it's called faith. See, y'all looking for God to create something. Y'all want something to come out of, you know, wherever you trying to get it from. But there's some stuff that people haven't been faithful with that God's about to slide over into your account. Uh, let me, I'm going to get into my three points. Just stay with me here. All this is faith stuff. Uh, uh, Pastor Cheryl Brady. Any of y'all familiar with her? Pastor Cheryl Brady. Okay. She's, she's on one of the calls that we do. And uh, she said, I don't know who all these new folks are, but I sure love them. So what's happening during this pandemic, there are some people sliding out of a ministry that wouldn't do anything with them. And sliding over into somebody's church. That's why you got you to gotta revamp your leadership. Because they, they got that buddy system, that, co that cult thing, soul tie thing going on. And they don't realize God's shifting some into your account. Everybody talking about they know God. Do you know how God operates? Because if you don't know how he operates, you don't know him. I hear a lot of people say they know God. I, I'm looking at your behavior. I ain't listening to your mouth. I'm looking at the way you handle things. So, so he, he, he has tapped into that kind of faith. 
and he's operating in it, in it and it's, it's producing for him. Now I'm going to get into three things, then I'm, I'm going to be done. If I wanted to go further, I'd go further, but I don't want to go any further. I want to take my wife out to eat, take her home, and massage her and make her feel good. That's what I want to do. So you're not going to get the best of me when she needs me. All right. All right. All right let's, let's talk through this stuff. Let me, I'm just so real. Aren't you glad? How many, how many years you sat under liars and tricksters and manipulators? And... All right. So faith during the off season with, uh, here it is Isaac. It was an off season. The Bible says in Genesis 26 and verse one says there was a famine in the land. This is not the time for to be sowing. And I'm not talking about money right now. I'm talking about, this is the, not the time to be investing yourself. It's a famine in the land, but it is the time for those who understand through faith that we don't need a good season to be faithful. All right? Now, I noticed this, and I, I live in Trustville, okay? I noticed downtown Trustville, the whole time this pandemic has been going on, they never stopped building. They never stopped. Every time I came through, they even had lights on car, on trucks, and they kept working in, in a season that y'all said we shouldn't be doing anything. It's because they believe something that others don't believe. And they have an expectation about something that others don't have any expectations. Because most of us think after two years that bus still going to be waiting at the bus stop for us. We think that we can show up late for that flight. And that, 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 <laughs> that plane is going to sit on the runway because we said in the name of Jesus, don't move. They thought that refresh was going to shut down. Not with a leader like me. What do you mean shut down? I'm an essential worker. See, what, what you've done when you think like that, you undervalued yourself. But I ain't going along with you on that. You ain't making no decisions about refresh. I make those decisions. No, we're not shutting down. We're going to mask up, but we ain't shutting down. So I saw, I saw, I saw everybody else, buildings going up, construction going up, people out there working and laughing and, and enjoying, creating a vision for the future that they have. And then you come back into the church and everybody's scared. I don't know why they just scared on Sunday and Wednesday. They only scared, they're not scared on Saturdays. But they're afraid on Sundays and Wednesdays. They'll pack into with a group of 80, 100,000 folks. 
They don't even know where they came from, but they prayed on, on Sundays and Wednesdays. That ain't got anything to do with COVID. That's got to do with your priorities. So, so I got three things. Let me work you through. Let me work you through. Three things. Three things. Faith is birthed in times that don't seem favorable. This kind of faith that Isaac had, it wasn't birthed when he saw his crop come up. It wasn't birthed when it was summer and productive. This kind of faith rose up in him when there was an, an announcement that there was a famine in the land saying that you can't do anything now because this is not a favorable time for anything to happen that brings you a return. See, you can always miss your moment listening to people who really don't know God's seasons. Now, I want to help some of y'all who are behind because you're listening to somebody who are still traumatized by the past. So you're not, you're not pouring yourself into God's project simply because you believe the forecast of an unbeliever. So this type of faith is birthed in times that don't seem favorable. God's like this. When you ain't got no money, he tells you to build a building. <laughs> I don't know who you've been talking to. He'll start saying, I want you to touch nations. I don't have any people. I didn't ask you, did you have people? I want you to touch nations. I think we missed out on who God is and how he talks. I'm pretty sure if you don't know me well and you're saying certain things about me, you're probably saying this the wrong thing about God. God requires an action when you feel like you don't have it to give. Jesus walked up with the nature of his father with a man who had been laying there for 38 years. And he said, rise up and take up your bed and walk. Well, this bed's been carrying me for 38 years and now you want me to carry it? In fact, when God starts talking, it doesn't seem reasonable at all. How do you say that, Tim? You don't, you don't need it to be easy. You just need it to be possible. Let me tell you why a lot of you are not walking in what God wants you to walk in because you're looking for easy. Well, I've been through so much, it's got to be easy now. Let me tell you what easy is, moving. When you're moving, it's easy. I just needed to be possible. I just, I just, I just needed to be possible for a black man married to a white woman. I just needed to be possible. I just needed to be possible to, to create a great church, but not have great structure. 
I, I just need, I just need it to be possible to have some people around that may not know how to do, but we get it done anyway. You understand what I'm saying? I wasn't believing in them. I was believing in God. And if I had all y'all that fit the script, I wouldn't believe in God. That means we'll miss the mark. So if I had a bunch of faith building people around me that couldn't do what I needed done. And I know what it looks like because I've been there. But it causes me to believe more in the God that I serve. All those who have a, have a business and you don't have enough employees. You got enough faith? If they don't come to work, you're going to tell God you can't get the job done? Oh, I'll find a way. You may meet me at the door greeting and ushering. Then I walk you to your seat. Then I'm up singing. Then I'm up playing. Then I'm up preaching. I'm going to get the job done. Th that's your problem because you have all those empty positions. There's an anointing on you to fill it. Well, you say that can't be so. That's a lie from hell. It can be so because what Elijah done, he helped Ahab, the king, on his chariot, made sure he ate, helped him on his chariot, then met him at the gate of Jezreel. Let him talk, take off first and still beat him getting there. There should be enough faith in you that you should get people ready and then beat them to the destination in this season. That's your problem. You don't, you don't know what's on you, do you? And I know you want me to go sit down somewhere. I ain't no sit down in me. Stand up is in me. I have the faith to believe that I can stand here and articulate after the loss of a mother-in-law who I love and a wife that's grieving right now and still get the job done. How long you going to stay in depression and you ain't even suffered a loss? believe that God has another anointing and energy to rise up in me catch my mind cause my mind to submit also to my spirit and my spirit to rise up and start moving me in a direction that cannot be accomplished without the help of God we should see more of the help of God in your life right now when times get hard we should see God clearer in your life we can't see God something's wrong Don't have to be favorable. I have not started nothing that I've done in 24 years. None of it was favorable. There's always been something that wasn't favorable. It don't matter. I got a word. So with your analytical demonized self and you try to say, well, they don't have this and they don't have that. We have a word. Water don't hold a man, but he, if he walks and comes when Jesus says so, he'll make it. As long as he doesn't take his eyes off of the Lord. Number two. Faith has dimensions that create dimensions of prosperity. Faith has dimensions that create dimensions of prosperity. Faith has dimensions. So many people think they're right where you are. Come here, come here, Mr. Inman. Come here, come here. I want you to stand on this step right here. It's right here. It's right here. You may be next to me, but you're not in the same dimension as me. Oh. 
Each step is a dimension. It's a different way of thinking. The only, one, the only thing that keeps you in a lower dimension is the way you think. I wish above all things that you were prospering being here, even as your soul prospers. You can't be thinking little church when you're in a big church. Thank you, sir. I use this analogy. I love NASCAR. I don't go, but I love. I love NASCAR. Because you're, you're, you're going in laps. And I notice that the, the checkered flag only comes out when the one leading has made it by. So you can have two who goes by, and then the checkered flag doesn't come out. And then this one that's lapped everybody else, when he comes around, the checkered flag comes out. The checkered flag comes out because this one has now accomplished 500 laps. The other ones have nine, uh, 496 laps. But they're under the impression that I'm going to be in the winner's circle. It is the one that kept moving. Changed your tires at the convenient time. Fueled up at the convenient time. You have to be wise when you're going to take a break. Can't be taking no break. And we only have a few laps to go. Now everything don't have an overtime to it. Thank God there was an overtime. I would be I would be changing my man cave because I'm not going to hang out a whole season with losers. It starts hurting you internally because the stink outside will get on the inside. If you don't remove yourself from certain environments. Now, I don't know what it's going to be like Saturday with Georgia, but I got a foot in both states, so I'm going to be okay. So you have to start understanding these things and not get angry when you're left behind. There was a message, the first spirit and truth I attended, the very first spirit and truth. This guy got up and he said, catch the tailwind. I never forgot that. It takes less energy when you catch the tailwind. Those of you who are traveling and you travel, get behind an 18-wheeler and it'll suck you all the way into the next state. See, some of y'all don't understand. You're trying to create your own stuff. I just learned from that message that I never forgot, and it was best, very first spirit and truth. Get behind somebody that's going somewhere, and I will never have to use as much energy to get there. You want to believe for healing? Get behind somebody that has believed successfully and been healed. You can't teach me, nor do you have the positive energy for me and something you have not experienced. I, I had a guy, he was a good friend, a good, really good friend of mine. We, we spent a lot of time together. And he told me, we were in the other building, he said, uh, he said, when your church went beyond 500 people, he said, I couldn't help you anymore. 
He said, as long as you were beneath 500 members, I could give you some advice. He said, but I can't give you advice concerning a place I have not been. He said, I can't tell you how to pastor 600 people. I've never had 600 people. I've had 500 people. I never had 600 people. So there, there are dimensions of everything. Everything has dimensions. Just because you're in the room doesn't mean we're in the same dimension. Some of us are hearing on this level. Some of us are hearing on this level. Some of us are hearing on this level. So what we try to cater to with all these examples, these examples are not for me. I know the message. These examples are for those who are on this level. So you need to hear what I'm saying. It's also for these who are on this level. And it's also for these who are on this level. So you have to make sure a seasoned leader caters to all levels or all dimensions. So that everybody is now moving in a dimension of faith. I don't have to believe for a home. I have homes. But there's a level of faith it takes to have a home. There's a level of faith it takes to keep a home. There's a level of faith it takes to keep up the yard of the home. Because some of us get home, but we can't keep it maintenance. So there's, there's another dimension of faith. So, so you shouting, I got a home, I got a home, but your grass is up to here. So there's dimensions in everything. And you have to understand dimensions. I, 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 back in the day, I had, enough, I had enough faith to get a brand new car. But I didn't have enough faith to keep good tires on it. So I didn't have enough faith to uh, put good tires on it. So when people would come talk and they were having a conversation with me and I was standing next to my car that was shining, but my tires were bald head. So I had to stand a certain way so they wouldn't see the baldness of my tires. Now, if you walk by any vehicle that I own, we don't do bald tires. And if I walk by yours and you're close enough to me, I may uh, go ahead and send yours and have some tires put on it. One thing about me, because I was so insulted by bald tires. Bald tires are like a demon. And I said, we got to cast that demon out. But finally, I moved into these dimensions to where Ball tires are not an issue anymore. But I'm not, I'm not done growing. Because every time I shift to a dimension, I start over in a new dimension. So I go from hundreds to thousands. From thousands to ten thousands. From ten thousands to hundred thousands. So it's dimensions all the time. And if you want healing, you got to get in the right dimension because dimensions of healing don't come at a hundred. Dimensions of healing don't come at a thousand. Dimensions of healing start kicking in at tens of thousands. 
So you got to get into an arena that has the stamina to break cancer. That, that ministry don't have enough RPM to give you a breakthrough. You up in there trying to work your gift. No, you need to find out what you need to get under so it can break something so your gift goes straight to the ceiling. All right, all right. So Jesus talked about farming. Jesus was not a farmer, but the people understood farming. So people understand ball tires. So they understand my message. Okay, all right, all right. So you had, you had to be knowledgeable enough that when you're reading scripture, you got to bring it to their level because you got to be a great communicator. The worst thing you can do is think you're going to open up a church and everybody's going to come. Not if you can't communicate effectively to them. They will not come. They got to be able to understand your message. Because when they read their Bible, they don't understand their Bible. Some don't even read their Bible. So you got to be able to bring it to where they are. So you can take them to where God wants them to go. So, and then I'm going to finish up with my last point. It's about 1025 now. So the, the man began to prosper. This is only the beginning. You, you, don't, you don't need to get angry with your pastor right now. The man begins to prosper. You don't need to criticize your church right now. The man began to prosper. You don't need to be sitting there reasoning in your mind and you need a breakthrough. The man began to prosper. The problem with most people, they get an attitude and get arrogant when they are in the beginning stages. I don't need that church anymore. You sure? Because you're still in the beginning stages. Now, I'm, a, I'm an old man. That don't mean you're going nowhere. You're still in the beginning stages. The man began to prosper. He started seeing results. Never run away from the principles that started you when you're just now starting to see results. Yeah, 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 yeah. Worst thing that can happen, the blade comes through the soil and all of a sudden you run away. The seed has finally broken through the soil in a different form and now you have run away. Now you're showing your real self. It's too early to show your real self. We don't need to see your attitude. You're still in the beginning. Let me, let me make an announcement to you for those of you who think I'm at the top and I'm acting funny. No, I'm not at the, at the top and I'm not acting funny. This is the beginning. What you're experiencing is the beginning. I just got done serving my leader and I done everything to make sure I was in place to serve my leader. I'm just stepped over into the arena to embrace my season because I cater to his season. The man began to prosper. After all these years, we try, we're about to see some results. After all these years, I finally get around a man that has some integrity. After all these years, I finally get around somebody that cares about me. Don't let me act like an orphan when I should be the DNA of a son or daughter. 
Don't let me conduct myself like I'm not going to get fed when food's on every table. Don't let me start complaining about being corrected because that's what happens to the DNA because of where it's going. Don't let me rebel against an order. I'm in the beginning. It's the beginning. Man began to prosper. He began to see results. And in his mind, because he was part of the lineage, he said, this is good. This is real good. It's those of you who, who are coming to refresh, whether it be streaming or in person, and you came in, hey, this is good. This is real good. It gets better. It gets much better. You just have to make sure you're in the right company of people. Because if you are not, it can be good, but they give you a false perspective because of their unbelief. The man continued prospering. He begins. Now he continues. Some stuff is happening now. No, you're not going to get me to miss church. Stuff's happening now. Nah, first time you said something about my man of God, I left you sitting on the side of the highway. Something's happening now. I might be disrespectful, but you ain't going to talk about my church. And if I hear you talk about my church, this is the last time we have an, an extended conversation. Not only did I begin to prosper, I have continued prospering. When you continue prospering, you, you start in your mind and in your heart. I know where this is going. <laughs> See, some people who haven't continued don't know where it's going. Some people who have, have continued, they understand. They can look from the back and see. This, this, I see where this is going. I see what, see, there, there are people who sit among you that don't have a clue of where it's going because they checked out when they begin to prosper. Yeah, they checked out when they, when, when they saw a little results, they checked out. They didn't know where it was going. Some people are thinking, I need to plant myself in this. He or she who has planted in the house of God will flourish in the course of our job. Some people might want more than their bills to get paid. Some people want more than a promotion on their job. Some people want more than, than resurrection of some dead thing in their house. They want that thing to really live its days out. He continued prospering. Every year he saw results. Every day there was something different that was announcing that this thing is good. They may say it's a bad season, but these results say it's a good season. So be careful when you get around people who say it's bad and all you've ever seen was the goodness of God in it. Y'all, y'all, y'all wise enough yourselves. Y'all know the difference. Y'all not dumb people. Y'all smart people. Y'all very smart people. You know when something's working and when something's not working. 
You don't let anybody pull the wool over your eyes and say that nothing's working. It only doesn't work for those who don't sow, which means they don't believe. Let, let, me, let me break it down because some people shut down on me because they have a problem with money. The Bible says, hear this, I pray above all things that you would prosper in being healthy, even as your soul prospers. It's not your bank account that's jacked up. It's your mind. So I need my mind to prosper from the five-year-old abuse. I need my mind to prosper from the trauma at 10 years old. I need my mind to prosper from the rape and the abuse and the abandonment. Because if my mind don't prosper, then my mind will shut down my physical harvest. yourself out of everything that God planned for you. I said, you can think yourself, well, I'm not, I'm not worthy. We understand that none of us were, but what we do understand is Jesus Christ, Christ paid the price and then gave us a seat. And you think I'm not going to sit in it. I don't care what my mind is saying. You came from Bradford. So what? Now I'm buying a property out there. <laughs> Some of y'all need to change your mindset. Buy up where you came from. <laughs> See, your mind gets free. Mind get, your mind gets free. It, listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Every place of trauma is a place of possession. Every place that hurts you has to reward you. The only reason I got hurt there is so I can remember it belongs to me. You think I'm going to go away and forget after all I've been through? Give me your gold. Give me your silver. I will be recompensed for my pain. It's faith. It's faith. He continued prospering till he became very prosperous. Message Bible says wealthy. True prosperity leads to wealth. Meaning five or six generations after me going to be saying my name. Lord, thank you for Apostle Bishop Stephen A. Davis. Thank you that he didn't give up. Thank you that he didn't stop believing. Thank you that he persevered. Thank you that he had faith that was unstoppable. 
point number three, and I'm done. I only have three. Those who have the faith to start in a famine will become wealthy people. Now we got 15 people clapping their hands. I guess the rest of y'all not even going to do anything, right? You're going to keep playing the victim, right? You're going to keep talking about what they've done to you instead of what God has done for you. Your voice for what God is doing for you should always be louder than what they've done to you. Because what God is doing for me is much larger than what they've done to me. They only crack the seal for the great things that's going to come up out of me. If they didn't know that they were the nutcracker, they would not have ever messed with you. They didn't know that they were releasing you, got you started, then you continue. Now you're very, whenever varies on the front of it, baby, ain't no way they're going to ever take you back to seed form. <laughs> Some of y'all get a rest. Uh, you got to get a revelation as I'm closing. You've been as low as you're going. <laughs> Woo! God brought you around me because your bad days will not outweigh your good days. So instead of complaining, we just going to give our testimony. And everybody is about to see and know how we got over. If the devil had known. See, he don't know the future. If the devil had known. He never would have crucified the Christ. If the devil had known, he never would have tried to lock you down. Never would have let you experience abuse. Never would have let you go through depression. Never would have let you get fired. Never would have sat you down. Never, 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 never would have let the people that you care so much about leave this life. But now that you have begun to prosper, now that you have made up your mind, you're going to continue prospering. What they didn't know, you're stepping over into your very prosperous state. I came to make an announcement. To all the sons and daughters, your day of being very prosperous has already come. It's sitting down in this place right now. It has its own manifestation process. It carries its own glory to protect the assets that it embodies. I came to tell somebody, you're never going back. Your days of depression 
her contour clothes because you were willing to be in the service. You begin to prosper. Now that you're worshiping in the service, you continue to prosper. This next wave, whatever was on you, will never be on you again. There is some generational breakthrough. Lord, don't let this torment my child. I hear the Spirit of the Lord says, anything with your physical or spiritual DNA will never see this enemy again. enemy will not perpetuate nor reproduce itself ever again in your bloodline. just broke girl <laughs> ah, somebody better shout your name in the atmosphere cause that thing just broke <laughs> no you're not going back there's some on you now there's some in you now and you're not going back God has ordained it and demons can't cancel it singers Stacy Bates I want you back on patrol on Wednesday night sir don't worry stand in your royal rights you think like a king now walk like a king Some of y'all, no, don't, don't bow now. It's time to stand now. Don't withdraw now. It's time to stand up now. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God ordained this season for your life.
devil's going to keep drawing you and drawing you and you're going to wonder why do I keep coming? It's because God is drawing you because God has a place for you that the devil will never be able to cancel. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families, reaching the lost, equipping the saints, reaching the nations, and transferring to generations. Refresh Family Church is more than a church. To find out more, visit our website at refreshfamily.church.